Hey, 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 God's good people. I pray that we all are doing well on this morning. And on my side of town, it is raining, raining, raining. But hey, good news is God is still raining on the inside of each one of us. And I'm so grateful and thankful to be able to see another beautiful day. As we have been talking in this month about black history, just celebrating people that we might not have learned about or have understood what they did in their time, just bringing light to that even now. The one that I want to bring light to is very, very close to us. Me is anyway, me anyway. Um, and the story goes like this. ECU's first black homecoming queen. Prior to 1975, ECU East Carolina University homecomings featured a homecoming queen elected by the student body and a Miss Black ECU selected by SOULS, the society, the acronyms mean the Society of United Liberal Students. Both winners were crowned at halftime during the homecoming game played in Ficklin Stadium. In 1975, the homecoming steering committee decided to do otherwise. It proposed that Souls enter a candidate for the whole school competition and discontinue the Miss Black contest. Souls agreed and entered Jerry Barnes, a sophomore from Goldsboro. Miss Barnes captured the title and became the first black ECU homecomings queen. Ebony Harrell covered this historic moment with appropriate details. In addition to a front page picture of Miss Barnes labeled ECU homecoming queen, it ran a congratulatory piece several hundred words long recognizing Miss Barnes as an outstanding sophomore majoring in early childhood education. Along with pride, Barnes offered thoughtful reflections on her achievement. She must, she mused that majoring in early childhood education, along with pride, Barnes offered thoughtful reflection on her achievement. Future black seat might be challenging to receive the same honor because they were many who did not want it to happen again. Indeed, other student media were not as eager as Ebony Harrell to recognize this historic moment. The main student newspaper, The Fountainhead, formerly the East Carolinians, offered first and unfortunately scanted coverage of Barnes' selection. It published nothing more than a front-page photo of Barnes with a tiara and roses caption during halftime ceremonies at Saturday's football game. Jerry Barnes was crowned homecoming queen. There was no write-up about Miss Barnes nor mention of this historic nature of her crowning. Mm, don't sound surprising at all. Letters to the editor soon criticized a lack of coverage. Pointedly, one student complained, a young lady made history and you just barely mentioned her name. We see that today. 
The student added, you failed to tell the readers anything about Ms. Barnes. Do I detect a sign of discrimination? Another student protested. I look on every page for an article on the homecoming queen and didn't find one. Now I would like to ask why. It is truly a disgrace. There it was, history in the making and not even a cover story. The fact that she was the first black to win the title was enough in itself for an article. I realize that a lot of people might have been shocked that she won, but she won and she deserves credit. The Fountainhead's neglect of the historic moment thus quickly turned into a racially non-controversy. Campus segregation might have been history, but Jim Crow still lurked, now in the form of silence. In the following issue of The Fountainhead, Barnes' disappointment at not being invited to sit in the chancellor's box for homecoming game, as had previous homecoming queens, was made public. Barnes stated, I'm not just a queen for the blacks. I am the ECU homecoming queen, and that's the way I feel I should be accepted. She added, I can understand individual students not accepting me but not Dr. Jenkins. Maybe he felt I would have been uncomfortable sitting in his box, but I would not have. Jenkins denied that there were racial issues in the decision. He reportedly explained that following the previous year homecoming, it was decided that the queen would not be comfortable sitting with her family and friends, would be most comfortable sitting with her family and friends. The year before, however, both the homecoming queen and Miss Black ECU had been invited to sit in the chancellor's box. To rectify the matter, Jenkins invited Barnes to join him for the ECU Furman's game on November 1, 1975. Barnes declined. A year later, in retrospect, Ebony Harrell ran another front page article, Queen Treated Unfairly claiming that Barnes was disappointed with the lack of recognition and acceptance she received during her reign. According to Barnes, the student body did not accept her. I was only accepted by the people who voted for me. There was no effort by the school to allow me to represent them. Barnes claimed that Dr. Jenkins apologized to me and made an effort to accommodate me. He asked me to sit in his box at a later game. But I didn't accept that. Wow, Dr. Jenkins. According to Barnes, the homecoming steering committee had early emphasized to the contestants that the winner would be asked to sit in the chancellor's box. Once her selection was announced, Barnes said Dr. Jenkins showed a negative attitude during the ceremony. He didn't smile, and pictures will show it. He seemed disgusted. Also noted that also noted was that following her crowning, there were boos from the crowd. Barnes said she heard them, but was too happy and didn't it didn't affect me. 
Moreover, Barnes noted that she was not allowed to ride in the Greenville Christmas Parade, and she received poor coverage in both the Buccaneer and the Fountainhead. In Barnes' words, personally, I feel my treatment was unjust and unfair. I think the whites said, well, they're blacks, got it, but so what? We are not going to let them do anything. Well aware of the historic moment and controversy that followed, the Buccaneer devoted attention to the 1975 Homecoming Queen selection with a curious headline, Miss Black ECU Eliminated, Black Candidates Wins Crown. The Buccaneer followed a full-page nine-photo grid with eight featuring white co-eds and escorts walking into, onto the field. In the center, wearing the tiara and the holding roses was Jerry Barnes, homecoming queen without escort. Standing behind her was another black female holding the gold-plated cup. Buccaneer coverage of previous homecoming queen had been varied, but the 1976 volume afforded at least its pictorial presentation one of the most minimalist celebrations of the homecoming queen ever. No doubt, in campus culture of the 1970s, homecoming celebrations had faded in prominence. Nevertheless, the scanty treatment Barnes received on campus in studio media, community events, and administrative decision evidence a level of insensitivity and not callousness that reflected poorly on the quality of the progress made towards a more diverse and inclusive environment, recognizing the dignity integrity and achievements of all and i can say i am so thankful that ecu now have a diversity committee that they cannot discriminate on any this type of behavior we are still seeing around the world today which is very very sad it's sad that a lot of stuff is still going on a lot of stuff is still happening a lot of stuff we are still witnessing to know that any people yeah we hear you all may hear about racism and think it's exhausting but when you have to live that daily have to experience it daily got a bright on your tongue daily that you don't get fired that you don't get uh locked up from hurting somebody for saying something to you that is my friend is very very exhausting you still see it you see it in the military you see it in the government jobs you see it in in the different jobs a a control a mentality of control very anal people even myself i just witnessed how an intern thought she was going to tell me what to do girl you better go sit down and take several seats now i am meek and i will do what thus says the lord but when you try to rule and control and 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 bring put your punt Put yourself on top of me as if I'm nothing, then we have a problem. Because I'm about equality. And you're going to treat me the same. But I'm so thankful. And I'm so thankful to God that I have Holy Ghost boldness and know when to speak. For he declared in Ecclesiastes, there's a time and a season. There's a time to be silent and there's a time to speak. There's a time to allow your voice to be heard. Don't let what others in the past, in the future have done for us, to fight for us, don't let it still be a silence from you. You have a story. You have a story that needs to be heard. 
And I know a lot of time we make this 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 same notion of you don't know my story. Okay, maybe we don't know your story. But are you going to be brave enough to tell your story? Because something something some kind of signs should be seen that you have a story, that you have a cry, that you have a, a moment of history that needs to be brought out. Don't let your voice be one that go to the grave without saying anything. All right, good people. This is your girl, CL Suss. Peace and love.